Praise God. Well, I am excited y'all are here today. Uh, if there's anybody in here and you don't know who Brother Ivan is, Brother Ivan Tate, international man of a God, goes all over the world, preaches the gospel everywhere. We've known each other for 25 years or more. God is a divine appointment that he brought him to Living Waters Church. He's also a member of the uh, on the board of uh, directors here at the church. He gives us oversights. He keeps me straight. Y'all should give him an amen just for that. You know, he working alongside my wife and others try to keep me straight. And so he's always there to help us and give us direction about what's going on and keeping us in touch with what's going on in the world. He's also the vision behind everything at Casa Angelina uh, in Kenya that we're partnered with. And so all the things going on in, in Guatemala and Kenya and that we work with them around the world, they're the the brains behind it all, they're the vision behind everything. And so, praise God, I'm really honored to have him here this morning. He's one of my great friends. Come on, Brother Ivan. And uh, thank you, Pastor Robert. If you only knew what I've had to do. No, 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 just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> anyway, good morning, everybody. Praise the Lord. Um, you could go to the Bible with me to the book of Luke, chapter 2, if you would. And um, let's start talking about important things. So um, that'll be verse 41 in a minute. Um, you know, our relationship with God is the secret to all the cures that we will ever get in our life. Every cure, every repair, every deliverance, every comfort, every change comes from some personal encounter with God. So if you're going to get anything today or ever, privately, publicly, corporately, in any place, it's going to have to come from a relationship with the Lord. And a relationship with God is a little bit different because God is invisible. It's not like the person sitting next to you that you can actually put your arms around and you can hear their voice and you can feel them. And there's a transfer of tangibility. With God, you have to actually develop your spiritual powers of invisible uh, connection with God. And this is the secret if you are able to have intimate conversations with God, that's where it all begins. Just like in human relationships where uh, an intimate relationship with a person depends on communication. It depends on how you communicate with that person and the verbal healings and the verbal affection and the verbal intimacy and how you create bonding and closeness with a person through language and through physical affection. These are very powerful things in a relationship. And also in our relationship with God, it has to be that way. If God is always intellectual and is never tangible, then it's going to be very difficult for you not to be religious. And the death blow to your walk with God is religiousness, becoming a legalistic, judgmental, um, self-righteous, religious person, someone who judges other people for their failures and faults. 
And so in our lives, we are always being molded by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is always working on us like a piece of clay. He is pushing on us. He is pulling pieces of us off of us. He is spinning us in circles and putting pressure just at the right point in our life to shape us into a particular kind of person. And so all of this that I'm talking about this morning, uh, because all of you are not the same, obviously, you're all different. Even your own children are totally different than you are. And certainly every wife and every husband is different than, than each other. Very few of you actually married a person that's just like you. Most people marry the opposite person, and then you have insanity injected <laughs> into your life at that point. You know, because obviously when you're courting and romancing someone, you're at your best behavior, you clean up, you smell good, you behave, you open doors, you have manners, you protect your body odors and things of that nature. And then once you get married, all of that seems to go out the window and reality sets in. And then you have what you have that you're going to have to live with and work through. So it is with Jesus, when you get saved, a lot of people don't really understand what they're in for. They, they just think it's all going to be like so wonderful and so beautiful, and everything's going to be so great. And look, this is my 47th year, so I'm just going to tell you, you, to get to heaven, you have to go through hell. And that is the best advice that I know. If you're going to be a loving person, you're going to have to go through many hateful experiences where you're going to have to deal with your hate and literally lay it at the feet of Jesus and say, you know, I hate so many people right now. I don't even know if I'm saved. You know, I have so many bad feelings right now. I don't even know that God will let me walk onto the church property without killing me. Because the path to heaven and to God is paved with your daily dead bodies of all the things you've had to crucify in your life that are part of your Adamic nature. And so to really enjoy your life and to really, you, you need a real heavy dose of reality. Reality is when a man or a woman tells somebody the truth and does not lie to them. As you know, the truth in many cases, is very cruel. It is very cruel. It is not always nice. Truth is not always nice. You know, when somebody says to you, you're so overweight that you're going to drop dead, this is a cruel truth, but it will save your life. Or if somebody says to you, you know, you're so proud and arrogant that nobody can correct you about everything. You know everything about everything, about everybody, about everywhere and you're such a hard person to be around. That's hard truth. And because a lot of us can't receive the truth, we're not delivered by the truth. We're not made free by the truth. We just go into deeper darkness. And so Jesus then is here today, not so that we can you know, do whatever it is we do religiously, but so that we can have an encounter with God, so we can have a, a relationship with him 
something that really changes you, something that really makes you different, where you're having pain and suffering and struggle, it's because there's disobedience or ignorance in your life. There's some form of spiritual poverty that you're living in that's producing ashes and dust in your life where you're not feeling the joy, you're not feeling the peace, you're not feeling the love of God, you're not feeling the strength, you're not feeling the security, you're not feeling the, the love for people. You're, you're, you're engaged in tormenting fears and troubles and things of that nature. And so you really do need to understand what in the world is going on. Because we're living in a day like never before. In about six weeks, we're going into communism or we're going into freedom. One of the two is going to happen. They're coming for your guns or your guns are getting bigger. It's either way. Your free speech is about to be lost. Unless you vote and bring everybody in your family, pay them if you have to, whatever. But we are in a stage now where reality is setting in and it's time to really get in a place of seriousness with your relationship with God and with your own country. So what is this then? What is it that, that you need to understand? What is it that we need to know? And in Luke chapter 2, and in verse 41 through verse 49, it tells the story of Jesus when he was 12 years old. And he was with his parents on a trip, and his parents... This is the thing I, didn't, I never understood, but his parents let Jesus just disappear for days. Like whatever Jesus was like at 12, they would just let him go. Like he would just go for days. And, then, and all of a sudden they look up and they say, how many days is it? Well, it's been about three days. Well, he's 12 years old. Where's Jesus? And when they find Jesus, he doesn't give them the normal 12-year-old answer. Oh, I started playing, and I just met a new friend, and I just went this way and then went that way, and I got in that car, and I drove that car, and I got in a horse, and I did the. Uh, it wasn't not your normal, oh, I forgot, oh, I was having so much fun. Nothing like that. Don't you know I have to be about my father's business? What an answer. And then in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, it says, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, and favor with God. So there was a movement, a moving, a forward motion, a progression, an increasing, a developing that was in the life of Jesus. And this is the secret. If you are going to be blessed and be happy and enjoy the full promises of the Bible, the Word of God, and what God says, you're going to have to find the forward motion anointing of God in your life where you can say about Living Waters Church, that church is not the same church that it was last year. Something amazing is happening at Living Waters Church. The people at Living Waters Church are not sick. They've been delivered. They are healed. They've been set free. They have uh, salvation in the homes and the families and the marriages and, and the Spirit of God is upon the children and the Spirit of God is upon the young people and the women are on fire and the women 
women are serving God and the men are on fire and the men are serving God because it's forward motion. And this is the sign that you are in a relationship with God is one week you're cussing your husband out and he deserves it. And the next week you're not cussing your husband out because God has removed the cussing profanity out of your own heart. Not that he doesn't deserve a good cussing, but it's because you've been made into a different person. Because you're in forward motion. God lives in forward motion. Satan lives in reverse. So if you're getting meaner, you're on the wrong road. If you're getting uh, worse rather than better, you're on the wrong road. And this is reality. You're on the wrong road. That's not the way you want it to go. You don't want to say, oh, I'm more depressed now than ever. I'm more afraid now than ever. I'm in more bondage now than ever. I'm more bound up than ever. That's not good. You're on the wrong road. There is a road of forward motion. And this is the road that God wants us all to be on. Movement is life. Stagnation is death. Praise the Lord. When you become stagnant, like stagnant water, you breed diseases, you draw parasites, you draw mosquitoes, you, you, you create death inside the water, and that's why stagnant water is not safe to drink because it's void of movement. When you as a Christian man or a Christian woman are void of movement, you begin to breed parasites in your attitude. You begin to breed mosquitoes and all types of different diseases in your life, all types of viruses and things of that nature because there's a lack of movement. Think about all the areas where movement is necessary for life to be healthy. Look at your own physical body. If your body is not properly maintained and managed by movement and exercise, your body will begin to break down on you and no longer function the way God created it to function because your body requires movement. You actually have to move your body every day in order for your body to stay healthy, in order for the muscles of your body to stay flexible and functional way into your 80s and 90s and even into 100 years old. You're going to have to do things to your body, move those legs in, in positions and in, in ways that you're going to be screaming and yelling as you're stretching and as you get people to help you stretch and they lean on top of you, lean on your leg and pull them, the sciatic nerve, like, ah! and they're just screaming and yelling. But this is bringing life and flexibility to your body, and when you just stay sedentary and not move anything, then your physical body, because of lack of movement, begins to develop things. High blood pressure, because your blood is too thick, and other things like that, and all kinds of disorders begin to happen because your human body is created by God to move. If you look around the whole world and the entire universe, Everything God created, he created to stay in perpetual motion. Today, 
if you look out just at nature, everything in nature moves. There are seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall. There's movement nonstop from season to season to season. It replenishes. It gets stronger. Rebirth is created. Life is created because there's constant movement. Our job is to just keep moving. Keep moving physically and keep moving spiritually and keep moving relationally with God. Praise the Lord. Once you stop praying, you're then asking for atrophy to move in to your walk with God. Now you're asking for rigor mortis to set in to your relationship with God. You're now asking your spiritual self to become so stiff and hard and for your limbs to begin to lose their functionality because the blood of the lamb is no longer flowing through your life. That relationship with Jesus is no longer alive. And so now you are a dysfunctional human being as a Christian. You can't love unconditionally. You can't love unbiasedly. You do not have supernatural patience. You do not have supernatural kindness and goodness. You are not good to those that are bad to you. You do not give to those that are stealing from you. You do not forgive those who are trying to hurt you and will never stop. You are not Christ-like in those areas because the limbs of your spiritual man or woman have become stiff and limp because there's no blood flow going through our lives. When the bad people enter your life, this is a test. You have to be aware of it. This is a test. I'm in a test right now. And praise God, I got to love this person. I got to bless this person. I got to pray for this person. You got to realize that because if you don't, it's just going to happen again the next day and again and again and again until you get it right. Just like the children of Israel who died in the wilderness, over 2 million of them died in the wilderness because they could never learn their lesson. And they just kept going around in circles instead of going forward. Only Joshua and Caleb went forward with all the 20-year-olds. Everybody else died in the wilderness and their bones bleached. You may say, well, I'm married to a very hard man. You don't realize the perspective has to change. And once you realize I have a hard person to live with because God has very high aims for my Christ-likeness. It's not a blessing to have someone that doesn't challenge you. It's not a blessing to have someone that's so much like Jesus that you can stay just like the devil all your life. It's not a blessing. Not at all. It's nothing blessed about it. It's more blessed to have somebody that says, you know, that was rude. You know, that was mean. You know, you shouldn't do that. You know, that smells bad. You know, that acts bad. You know, that's disrespectful. You know, you shouldn't eat like that. You know, you shouldn't think, talk like that. You know, you shouldn't think like that. That's a lot better than have somebody, yeah, die. Praise God. I love you. Amen. We're not talking about nagging either. But we are talking about the realities of motion. Is there any motion to your Christianity. Are you getting better at anything? Are you increasing in any way, body, soul, and spirit? Can you look at your life and say, wow, you know, I never used to talk to people about Jesus. Now I can't stop. I just can't help it. 
I'm so full of the love of God and the reality that people are going to go to hell that I don't want anybody to go to hell because I feel their pain. And I don't want somebody to go to hell. I don't want any person to burn in the lake of fire or to burn in the fires of hell for all eternity, even if they are on the opposite political party. I don't want them to die and go and burn in the fires of eternal damnation. See, some of you don't have a witness on that. You're like, hmm. No, you went over the top there, brother. I, uh, I'm sorry about that. I'm not with you on that one. Praise the Lord. You let them burn in the fire of the tunnel. <laughs> I'll light the fire myself, the sons of my mother. Let's go. I only say what I've been through. <laughs> so we are in a constant confrontation with the Holy Spirit. And so I want you to think of that for a little bit and look at somebody around you and say, wow, I need a miracle in my life. Your life is only safe when you're moving forward with God and in God. 2 Corinthians 3.18, beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we're transformed from glory to glory. What's going to keep you safe from everything in this world that can destroy you and hurt you is an active, living relationship with God. One that is not religious, but one that provides for you all the necessary emotional resources you need not to be on chemicals or drugs or alcohol or anything else. Everything that provides for you the mental resources to not lose your mind and need to take medication because your mind is so tortured and tormented. You need to have a relationship with Jesus where he gives you the answers on how to live with your husband or with your wife since now you've discovered they're totally different than you and they don't like what you like and they don't approve of what you approve of and they don't think like you think and they don't see it the way you see it and they don't understand it the way you understand and they don't want what you want and they don't and the older you get the worse it's gonna get if you don't figure that out right there because sooner or later someone takes control and the other person becomes a slave whoever is willing to do the most radical thing generally ends up running the relationship if you are married to somebody who says every few seconds, I'll divorce you if you do that. I'll leave you right now. If you, and you don't want that. You're afraid of that. Then you're going to come under the power of that controlling witchcraft spirit. And it's demonic and satanic. And especially if they get violent. But understand this, all ye violent ones. You will stand before God and be judged for the witchcraft you performed on your wife or your husband. You will stand before God for threatening them and intimidating them and using power and bullying them. You will stand before God, and it will not be a pretty thing. God did not give you your wife to dominate her or bully her, and God did not give you your husband to threaten him and scare the living blankety-blank out of him. Desperate people are willing to do anything to stay in control. The Holy Spirit is not like that. Praise the Lord. Give somebody a high five and say, I don't understand anything he's saying. Could I have $100? Praise the Lord. It's beginning to happen everywhere I go now. Money 
is being handed over. 1 Timothy 4.15, practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Ephesians 5.12, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Praise the Lord. Philippians 1.9, And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. Praise the Lord. What puts you in forward motion? Truth, sincerity, vision, desperation, hunger, purpose, inspiration, goals, compassion, and desires to please God. These put you in motion. Repentance puts you in motion. You're going to go forward with God when you practice and do these things. Loving people that you don't like. This puts you in motion. Giving when you don't have money to give. This puts you in motion. Being kind to people that are unkind. This puts you in motion. Praying for someone who is trying to hurt somebody you love puts you in motion. These are all non-human things. They are spiritual Actions of fruitful people who are getting their power from a relationship with God and they have to blame God for it. They say, I don't have this in my natural self because in my natural self, I'm violent, I'm aggressive. I like to hit people, cuss people out, do this, do this, run over people with cars, uh, abandon people, divorce people, never have anything to do with people, never talk to them again just by, because they shot an eyebrow at me. I'll never speak to him again as long as I live. And we train our children to practice divorce at a very early age. They go to school, somebody treats them bad, they come back and report it, and a parent tells them never speak to them again, never have anything to do with it, avoid them and make new friends. You're just training them in divorce. Rather than saying, let's get on our knees and pray for them. And let's believe God they'll become your friend before the year is over. And I want you to take them a gift. I want you to speak well of them, even though they speak bad of you. I want you to be kind to them, even though they're mean to you. Forward motion. It is what Christianity is about. It is the key that makes our world Christ-like. Praise the Lord. You see, we're living in a crazy world right now. Many crazy things are happening. But I'm going to tell you this. Whatever the devil means for harm, God is going to turn for good. Praise the Lord. We're in a cleansing stage. The breath of cleansing is blowing through the church. God is driving out all the racism. He's driving out all the hatred. He's driving out all the prejudice. He's driving out all those things. 
not because anybody's doing anything, but because the Holy Spirit doesn't want anything in the church that's not of God. Praise the Lord. He doesn't want self-righteousness in the church. He wants people to actually love each other the way God loves us, unconditionally. And that's happening. There's also the devil doing all the stuff he's doing. But remember that whatever happens to you personally matters to God, and it matters now. Praise the Lord, it matters right now. What you're going through right now matters to God. He cares about you enough to get you activated and in action. Anything in life that stops moving begins to develop a disease. Praise the Lord. So all of these things that I'm talking about are very, 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 very necessary and important. Second Kings, now four men who were lepers were at the entrance of the city gate. And they said to one another, why do we sit here? Or why sit here until we die? Let's rise up and go to the city and see what's in the enemy's camp. And they went and found so much spoil and so many, so much food in the tents and they ate and they drank and they carried away silver and gold and clothing and the armies came and it took them three days to recover it all. If you sit, you lose. If you stand up and go forward towards God, you win, you prosper, and you gain. Praise the Lord. Why sit we here until we die? If you don't vote, you deserve a bunch of communists. You deserve a bunch of socialists. You deserve your rights to be taken away from you. You deserve all the babies to get murdered. You deserve all of that if you're not even willing to get off. Stand up and vote and get everybody in your family to vote and get the devil out of our living room. Praise the Lord. Everybody shout a little bit and say, holla, holla. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you don't burn down a, a literal thing. You burn down the idea of the thing that burns everything down. Your free speech is going unless we stop it in six weeks. Praise the Lord. Come on, everybody. Raise your hands and say, I'm voting. Glory to God. I'm voting. I'm voting. Say it out loud. I'm voting. And people say, oh, you can't tell people what to vote for. You know, they removed the Johnson Amendment that gagged preachers from saying what they thought. So actually, I could say whatever I want. I'm voting for Trump. I don't like Trump, but I'm voting for Trump. I like his ideas. I like the whole idea about it. So if you don't like me, don't ever listen to me again. Maybe I'm crazy, but I just don't believe babies ought to be murdered. One million this year already, up to nine months old. Are you crazy? I don't think you're a Christian if you can vote for a man or a woman that's going to murder children up to nine months old, even murder them when they come out of the womb and lay them there and let them die right in front of them. It's not right. It's not Christian. It's not godly. And there's no way you should vote for a person like that. I don't know if you're going to go to hell or not, but my God, I wish I could say you are. <laughs> but I don't know that. Because, of course, people go to church for something other than politics. But today, I decided not to do that. <laughs> 47 years is the only time I've ever done it. But I have never felt like I feel today. 
All it takes for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. They're going to take your guns. And you see what happens if they do that. Then all of you people who say no way are going to kill people and die. Because you're not going to let that happen. And neither will thousands and millions of people all over America going to let anybody do that. So we need to win this differently than with a civil war. Praise the Lord. So don't be lazy. Why sit we here until we die? Praise the Lord. All right. You can get mad at me if you want. As long as Robert's not mad, I'm okay. Everything has movement in it. If you study science, everything has movement. If you study history, everything has movement. First, they invented the wheel, and things got rolling. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How fast did things change just because of a wheel? And then they invented a bicycle. And then they invented a car. And now they invented a rocket. And now there's people on the moon and headed for Mars. Movement is everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Get the rivers of the Holy Ghost inside you moving. Forgive people you haven't been able to forgive. Get the river moving. Make a decision because you activate the movement of God and the river of God flushes out the river of Satan, of hate and unforgiveness and murder and revenge and it drives it and just flushes it right out of you. Praise the Lord. So all these things changed everything. There's also bad growth and bad movement, and that must be instantly stopped. As you know, light moves at 186,000, think that, thousand miles per second. But I just read this morning that darkness moves only at 177 feet per second. Because darkness is thick, and it moves slowly, and it keeps you bound up, and it ties you up, and it sits upon you, and hovers upon you, and holds you in its grip, and drowns you like mud, like cement, like quicksand. You've got to get out of the quicksand of your life. You've got to get out of the cement that's in your life. You've got to get out of the mud where your wheels are just spinning and mud is flying in every direction and everything is getting dirty all around you because you don't have four-wheel drive. And if you're in thick mud, you did monster wheels. My little grandson, Zaya, uh, and I watch monster trucks nonstop. He just wants to watch the trucks crashing, getting in the mud. And he just loves it. And I love it. I said, look at that. It flipped twice and it still got out. When you have the right equipment, you can get out of any problem. Tell that to somebody next to you. You can get out of any problem when you have the right equipment. Praise God. Think of that for a second. God saw bad movement in the Tower of Babel, and he shut it down. He said, you guys are going to reach all the way up here. I'm shutting that darkness down. 
See, God always shuts darkness down. What is going to happen in November is darkness. The speech, the free speech thieves, the human right thieves will be shut down. I don't know why you're not clapping. I thought I was a friendly people here today. I wouldn't be probably saying this just at any place. I'm talking about Holy Ghost people here. I thought I was on friendly ground right now. I don't know. My gosh, have you lost? Okay. Sodom and Gomorrah had to be shut down. It had to be shut down. Everything has speed. Time cannot be stopped. It's in perpetual motion. How many of you wish you could turn back the clock and say, oh, if I was only 17 with this wisdom? Huh? If I had the body of a 17-year-old with the wisdom I have right now, I would have an amazing life and could accomplish great things for God. But your body is there with the sciatic thing going on and all kinds of arrhythmia in the heart and rampant and then stuff, hair falling out and teeth falling out and living. There's stuff happening to some of you because you quit moving. And you haven't moved for years and years and years. You haven't moved with God. You haven't moved physically. You haven't moved spiritually. You haven't moved mentally. You have to keep your mind sharp by challenging it with new divine knowledge and by memorizing the word of God and letting it become medicine to all your body and all your flesh and by living in the will of God and pleasing God and serving God and becoming a mighty warrior for God and a mighty weapon for God and by becoming passionate for Jesus and anointed for God and by serving God and by standing up for what is right and not being ashamed that you believe what is right, that all men are created equal in the eyes of God and that freedom is a sacred thing. And some of your fathers and some of your grandfathers and some of your grandmothers, ladies and gentlemen, my gosh, they died and shed their own blood for us to be able to be free and stand with a flag and honor the flag that they died to defend. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a serious deal and it's time to rise up and get off of your behind and let God anoint you with power and get people converted so they don't go to hell and our country doesn't go to hell. Power corrupts, as you know. And total power totally corrupts. Absolutely. Anybody in power who is not checked by righteousness and the preaching of the gospel will become a dictating tyrant. That's including church. Many preachers are tyrants. Many women are tyrants. Many men are tyrants. And they come in every shape and every color. Praise God. Let's keep going towards Jesus. Let's keep growing towards God. Let's create momentum for the gospel. Let's create momentum for Jesus. Let everything be healthy in your life. Praise the Lord. Let your blood move. Let the rivers of God move. Look at the earth, how it moves. Look at the rivers, how they move. Look at the universe, how it's in perfect synchronization because of perfect movement. Look at the tilting of the earth. Look at the universe. Look at the currents of the ocean. Look at relationships and walking with God. Look at all those things. There's one thing even greater than all that that moves so fast, and that's the, the speed of thought. Because that's instantaneous. I wrote this down because you're not going to believe it. 
It takes 1,000 trillion logical operations per second, your brain, to produce something. There's no computer ever built, nor will ever be built, that can do that without blowing up and burning up. Let me say that to you again. You, so you that think you're nothing and worthless, and God doesn't care about you, and you're insignificant. Let, let me say this. What's going on in your brain right now as I'm talking? 1,000 trillion logical operations per second are happening in your brain because you are created that uniquely, and there is nobody like you in all the earth, ladies and gentlemen. There is no person like you. You are the only one like you, and you deserve to glorify God by being a genius in some area of your life and by God using you to change the world because you are created with those powers and abilities living inside you, whoever you may be. Whoever you may be, whether they are working or not, I'll end with this. I don't know if you have some music. Put it on. Close your eyes for a minute and let's think. You have to ask yourself serious questions when you're a true believer. You have to make serious choices all your life, every day of your life. There are things going on in your family that require a choice to stop the darkness from moving in. There are things going on in your family that you've got to make a choice right now to let the light in. You've got to put your pride down and crucify it. You've got to take your ego and crucify it. You've got to let Jesus take over. And more than that, for all of you that have ever voted for anybody that kills babies, you need to repent. I tell you this in love. Everybody today needs to take a step towards God, not away from God. As you sit there in privacy with your eyes closed, Think about forward motion. Say, what do I have to do to move my life closer to God? Who has hurt me so bad that I can't move forward in that relationship? Who has taken something sacred to me away from me and has caused me to hate or resent them or be bitter? offended me in such a way that I can't even read the Bible without getting angry? Who has stolen something from me that has made me so cynical and suspicious that I can't even trust God the way I'm supposed to? Who has lied to me, manipulated me, or used me so that I don't have a free spirit of joy? I don't wake up singing. I don't go to bed laughing and singing. I don't spend the day laughing and singing and dancing and jumping and rejoicing because broken things are inside me. And I need a healer. I need a mender. I need a restorer. And who here says my family needs Jesus? And if I don't get Jesus in that family, some of them won't make it to heaven and I can't tolerate that. Every one of us has to stand before the Lord. 
Every one of us will stand before God. And we will give an account to the Lord for our lives. You are standing in history today. History. In our nation and also in your personal life with God. I'm going to ask you a very important question. How many of you cannot say, I am 100% sure that if I died today, I would go to heaven? How many of you sitting here cannot say, I have this peace in my heart that's so strong and so deep that I don't even understand it, that I know that if I die in a car wreck or I die in my bed or whenever I die, I'll go straight to heaven. I know that I know that I know and I don't have any doubts about it. How many of you are sitting out there and you want desperately to have that, desperately to know that, but you're not 100% sure? You want to be more than anything, but you're not. So I'm going to ask you to let God give you that today. Let him give you that peace. Let him give you that assurance. Let God put that inside you, who is the only one that can do it. I'm going to ask you to do something very easy and very simple right there where you're sitting. If you say, I want that, I want that, I want to know that when I die, I go to heaven. If that's you, all I want you to do right now is to lift your hand right now, high enough for me to see, and then I'm going to pray for you right now, and God is going to do a miracle for you. Oh my gosh. Look at the hands going up, Lord. Thank you for those miracles. Stretch them out high where I can see them. I see your hands there and there and there and there and there. I see your hands going up. Stretch them out without shame because God is watching. And he said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Don't take that chance. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for stretching your arms out. All I'm going to do is ask you to stand right where you're at right now. Men and women raised their hands and so did children. And I want all of you that raise your hands to please stand right there where you're at and let all of heaven see you right now, if you would. Quickly stand to your feet if you lifted your hand and let me pray with you right now. And we're going to do that because God is good and God is merciful. Everybody that's standing, God sees you. And he knows you. Now I want all of you that are sitting down to ask the people around you, are you 100% sure you're going to heaven? Please ask. And if they say, I don't know, say, I'll stand up with you right now, right here. I'll stand up with you. And go ahead and stand up with them right now. Because sometimes somebody just needs someone to say, I'll do it with you. And just stand to your feet. And let's pray. I see 10 people standing, and I want us all to pray now. Everybody pray together. For those of you that are standing, you may not get people here on earth 
to be able to forgive you. Some may not be able to. Some will and then will change their mind later. But God knows that you cannot leave this building just by being forgiven. Being forgiven is great, but thinking God knows everything is still tormenting. He doesn't just forgive you. He erases what you did from his memory. So it is as if you never have done anything wrong. Is there any person here that wants God to forgive something and forget it right now? If that's you, you need to stand right now and say, God, I need you to forgive me about something and I need you to erase it. Stand with these other people that are standing. And let's pray it together. Everybody, are you ready? Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me by your precious blood. For I believe you're the Savior, my Savior, and that you died for me on a cross. So I'm asking you to forgive me, and then I'm asking you to forget it all. Erase it from your memory so that I know you're not thinking about it when you think about me. Oh God, thank you. Write my name in the book of life. Give me the peace in my heart and the assurance in my heart to know that if I died right now, I would go to heaven. I renounce the devil and his plan for my life and I give my life to God for the rest of my life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. I know I'm going to go to heaven because I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. Till the day I die, out of simple gratitude and appreciation, and because it's the best life that I can live. Now, everybody sitting, give a hand to all these that are standing right now. Praise the Lord. And let's praise God a little bit and say, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for your miracle working power. Let's do this one last thing. Anybody that's sick in your body for any reason, would you stand up real quick? And I want everybody to extend your hands towards these that are standing, that are sick in their body for any reason. We lay hands on you right now in the name of Jesus and by the spirit of faith and the spirit of healing. And we reverse in your body the sicknesses and illnesses that are going on in your body, whatever their sources. We reverse them that you will have the symptoms of healing right away and that you will feel the power of that healing happening in your life by the power and name of Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, let these people feel the symptoms now of health and healing returning to their bodies. Now give them the prescription for future permanent health in diet and exercise and behavior in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Very quickly, if you have unsaved people in your family, please stand up and let's believe God to get them saved right now. Say their names to God. Lift your hands and say their names to God right now. Lord, I call in all the people that are being lifted up right now to get born again and get saved and get filled with your Holy Spirit and the power of your Holy Spirit.
whoever they are and wherever they're at and whatever they're believing, God, we call them back home right now in the name of Jesus Christ. By your power, by your name, and by your authority, we declare that all lost children, friends, relatives, and acquaintances that are being believed for right now shall start coming to Jesus this year, even before December, many of them will start coming. Next year, many of them will start coming. And we just believe God for that in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Let's say yes and amen to that. Praise the Lord. Be seated if you would. One last thing. I didn't show pictures and things this morning, but I will tonight. Also, my daughter Kendra is here. Kendra, why don't you stand up? Kendra is my second daughter. She is a powerful woman of God and a powerful preacher, one of the greatest preachers that I know, and very powerful. She will be ministering with me tonight, and then we will also minister to a lot of you personally. But this is a great day that we're standing in. Make a decision to go forward, not a decision to go backwards. If you want to help our orphanages, a lot of great things are going on. I have made a decision for Africa. We have found the property we want to buy. Things are still in limbo there, so we haven't been able to go through with it, but we have it all on hold. It's going to happen. We'll have that land. We're going to build a very giant feeding program there. And I stretched out again, and I just said, Lord, this is what I feel in my heart. I want to feed 1,000 children a day. This is going to be an amazing miracle. But I'm just believing God that in that feeding center, we're going to feed 1,000 starving orphans a day. And they are so many orphans where we're at in the slums, which are 2 million people in those slums, and at least 500,000 orphans on the streets living there in dirt and squalor that come to our center right now. We feed them now and all that, but our capacity is about to be increased because the church here and members of this church gave money for us to be able to buy the land, and we're now going to build and do whatever we've got to do. Praise the Lord. 1,000 children a day. Hallelujah. That's $365,000 a year, and I'm asking God to give it to me. We're building our vocational school, which will be about $400,000. I think we already have the money. So that's pretty exciting. I'm pretty sure. I'm not going to declare it yet, but I'm about 100% sure. And then we're going to build a malnutrition hospital for starving and dying babies. This will have a rotating 24-hour staff of pediatricians and nurses. And we're going to save babies' lives. And we're also going to have a surgical unit where we will perform cleft palate reparations and restorations. And we're going to bring children in from all over Guatemala that don't have lips and faces. And we're going to give them a face. Praise the Lord. And God is going to do it. That's 500000 and God's going to do it. And I'm believing God. Praise the Lord. I'm just stretching way out there. Our ministry has been doing really well. God has been keeping us flowing with miracles, literally miracles. And uh, I just wanted to mention that my wife and I, uh, when we first started all this March and April thing, because I started preaching again in May, but in March and April, we were at home and we tuned in to Pastor Robert. Praise the Lord. And my wife, Kimberly, said, Robert is really a good preacher. <laughs> she said it like she was surprised. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? 
Of course he's a good preacher. He's a great preacher. He said, no, 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 I'm serious. He's a really good preacher. I love the stuff he says. That's the way preachers ought to talk. Praise God. I said, my gosh. It's the first time she ever heard you preach. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for everything. Uh, whatever you give in the offering, we're going for meals. We need about 7,000 this year, but do whatever you want. Do nothing, do everything. Praise God, whatever. I'm just having Pastor Robert come on up, and God bless you. We'll see you tonight at 630 and also at the baptism. Praise God. So this is what I want to do. If, if you're not going to be here tonight uh, for service, but you want to give an offering, special offering for uh, uh, towards the orphanage or whatever's going on within. Ushers, just help me. Y'all just raise your hand if you want an, uh, an envelope and get one like that. And then uh, when you leave, we're going to have ushers just standing at the door, and you can just drop that in the, to the, uh, the bucket there if you need to do that. If you're going to be back tonight, well, then I'll take up another offering tonight, or you can bring a check tonight or whatever you want to do and pray about it today and come back tonight and do it. But you don't want to miss tonight. Listen to me. I'm telling you, as, 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 as Ivan was just talking about things going on, today's are the days we don't need to be, you know, like, oh, my gosh, we've got to go eat lunch. Oh, I don't know if I can drive back because to be here at 6 is, 6.30 is my nap time. <laughs> I've got to get my nap in. You know, don't. Listen, we need to press. We need to press. We need to press. I want to encourage everybody about this baptism. Now, listen to me. I, 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 I am... I'm going to change my shirt, and I'm crawling in the water to baptize you. I'm, I don't care. I, I, I just feel in my heart so much today that God wants to do something special at this baptism. If you were in here today and you stood and, and you gave your heart to Jesus, you need to just come on and go. You may have had to be, a, uh, uh, you may have had to be planned to go to lunch or something. Forget it. Cancel lunch. You're not going to starve. None of us are going to faint. Uh, Miss Linnell will give you a cookie or something out there to get your blood sugar up if you need it, okay? Very hospitable lady. She'll do something to make sure that you don't faint and drown in the pool. But, uh, but if, you've, if you're a person that's been questioning, you know, I'm telling you, today's the days you need to get out of your, your, your heart questioning about your salvation. I mean, you know, you need to know that you know that you're going to go to heaven no matter what's going on. And baptism is a part of that to give you that assurance to 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 be buried with Christ and raised again, that all your sins are forgiven, it's gone. And I know somebody asked me this the other day. They said, well, listen, I was, you know, I was at a church I, I, when I was a little kid and I, I was baptized or I was sprinkled or I was this or that or the other. And I'm questioning now, hey, if you got a question, come on. The water ain't going to hurt you. And I guarantee you ain't none of y'all going to melt. All right? So, so I, I'm just saying, today is the day to get things firmed up in your heart. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Amen? And so uh, I want to, y'all stand up. I want to pray over the offering. And, the, and then, uh, like I said, the, there'll be buckets there at the back. The ushers will be standing there. You can, you can put that in there. Come back tonight and come to the baptism. Those of you out there uh, that are joining us on air, God bless you. I'm so glad you tuned in. And we will be catching y'all next week. But uh, I want to pray over everyone. And like I said, Bill and Anel are right back there in the back. There's others of us. If you're going to come to the baptism, it's literally just a couple of miles out of town. It's not, it's not like we're going to, you know, way off. And uh, so it's just right out of town. You want to be there. If you want to just come to the baptism just to watch what's going on, come on. All right? 
So let me pray. Father, I just declare right now in Jesus' name that we are not a church and we are not people that are going to stand still, but we're going to be moving with you. Lord, it is our job and our assignment upon this earth to irritate the devil and to advance the kingdom of God on the face of this earth. And so, Lord, I thank you for all of these, these awesome, amazing people today that, Lord, that they are, we're going to move forward with you. We're going to go with you. We're going to see things happen and be moving in our life, Lord. And I agree with Brother Ivan. We're going to feed thousands of children. We're going to bless people. We're going to bless children. We're going to bless uh, 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 everything that's going on because, Lord, that's who you've called us to work with and be with. And so, Lord, I thank you for it, and I praise you for it, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.